0: welcome to the hour of power (laughs) well i believe it's an hour of power every moment spent in god's presence is time to get filled with the power of god so lord we just glorify you in this place right now lord god we just welcome you in our midst Lord, we would say, have your way in our lives, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would go into every room where every heart is listening tonight. And Lord God, that you would touch lives, Lord God. And Lord, that you would set people on fire, Father. Lord, that you would just, ah, refill your church, Lord God. And Lord, let them just be filled with rivers of joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So last week, I think John spoke about the seed or the week before, I don't know, (laughs) talked about the word of God being the seed and I thought, wow, that means I've got to change my message but nah, I'm hanging on to it, it's too much to change it and I believe sometimes we've got to hear things seven times because the Lord says, you know, it takes us seven times before it falls from here to here. So yeah, I'm going to share on the word of God which is the seed of God. So the word of God is often referred to as a seed. And in Mark 4, verse 13, Jesus said, If you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of the other parables. So I believe this is something that God wants us to understand tonight, that the parable of the sower and the seed is vital for us to move on in Jesus. So the Lord used the comparison of his word to a law of nature, ...that is unchangeable, just as his word is unchangeable. In Mark 4, he talks about the parable of the sower and the seed. And so I want to talk about the power of God's word. And the parable is about the kingdom of God. And the man that is sowing the seed represents God. And the seed that is being sown represents the word of God... So when we hear the word of God, it's like God is walking around and he's scattering the seed and that seed is his word. And if we would grab that word and hear that word and apply it to our lives, things are going to change. So Jesus was talking to the people in the country about sowing the seed and most of them were farmers and they understood the law of seed time and harvest time. And they understood that when you sow seeds that birds can come down and eat your seed. And they understood that the seed can fall on rocky places and because the ground is rocky, the seed doesn't go into the ground and so the sun comes and dries it up. And they also understand that thorns near the seeds will choke the word of God. I don't know. God uses gardening a lot to explain his word and so I don't know something happened in my life which caused me to start doing gardening but as I do gardening I really start to understand the word of God like never before anyway so Jesus was talking about sowing the seed and the disciples they didn't really get what God was talking about and they said tell us what this parable means what are you saying what are you trying to say to us And Jesus said to them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. So let me say that again. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, to each one of us. But to those outside, everything comes in parables. He says, they have ears, but they don't perceive, they don't understand, they don't grab the word. They have eyes, but they don't see. But he says, you, you hear. And you see. He's saying you hear the word, but you perceive it, you understand it, and you take it because to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. And he said the parable of this is the sower of the seed is the Lord. The seed is the word of God. And when I learned to see that the word of God is like a seed, something started to grow in me. And so every time when I read the word of God, I grab it like a seed and I start to plant it. And so Jesus was saying to the disciples, some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes that word away. Did you hear that? When the word is sown, Satan comes to take that word away. And sometimes he says that people hear the word, they receive it with joy But because they have not any root in them, the seed dies. When trouble or persecution comes, they quickly fall away. Others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desire of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. But, he says, other seed is sown on good soil, and they produce 30, 60, 100 cent return. So there is never a problem with the seed. There is never a problem with the word of God. In Isaiah 55.10 it says that as the rain comes down and the snow comes down to water the earth and give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes forth out of my mouth God says it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it's been sent out to accomplish. Now this is a key for us to see that when God's word goes out of our mouth, it will not come back void. It will accomplish what it's been sent out to accomplish. So I want to show you just how I believe the Lord is saying to us that we need to learn to grab his word and start to plant it like a seed. So in Colossians 1 verse 13, he says, You have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. And I know I've used this scripture many times, but I feel like God wants us to see something tonight. You have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. This is a seed that the Lord has been scattering amongst us for a few weeks but God fully believes that that word will happen in the life of any believer who picks it up, who applies it, who grabs it in their life. So I believe like God is trying to teach us something, I believe he's trying to show us something here. He's saying that we are no longer living in the kingdom of darkness. We are no longer under the authority of the enemy. Satan no longer has control over us. God is saying that we've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. We're not waiting to be translated, but we have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. We are there now. That means something drastically has changed in our lives. you know. But, but are we willing to walk that path we've never walked before? Are we willing to walk in that new kingdom life? Do we have a trust to walk in his kingdom the way he says that we've been translated into his kingdom. Do we have a trust to walk in that word that God is sowing in our lives? Are we willing to walk on that path? So we've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. That means a complete 360 degree turn around has just happened. You know, we're being led by the Holy Spirit on paths that we've never been walked on before. You know, because we've been taken out of this kingdom of darkness where we used to walk all the time, but now we're in the kingdom of God's dear son and we're walking paths we've never walked before. And and so from one being under the power and control and authority of the enemy, we are now given power over the enemy. We are now given authority over the enemy and where he was binding us and making us sick, now we, we have the authority to bind him. And now we have the authority to cast him out. And now we have the authority to, to walk in health. And now we have the authority to heal the sick and cast out demons and, and, and set the captives free. And so when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, the enemy's hold over us was completely broken instantly. The moment you, the child of God, even if you're just a baby baby christian in god the moment you ask jesus to be your lord and savior the power of the enemy was broken off you and you are now able to have authority over the enemy isn't that amazing (laughs) isn't that amazing i mean wow (laughs) but you know a lot of us hear that word but we don't grab it and we don't believe it and we don't apply it to our lives and so what is happening at the moment I believe God is trying to teach us to walk as kingdom kids and to see who we are in the kingdom of God. And so now we're being trained how to live like kingdom kids. Hallelujah. (laughs) So he said, he who has ears, hear. And I know we all have ears, right? (laughs) But we don't all hear, right? I mean, you could stand and talk to me and if I don't want to listen to what you're saying, I can tune out. And you can just be talking and, and like, I'm just going, hmm, <laughs> but I'm not listening, right? And so God is saying, he has ears here. So what the Lord is saying, everyone hears. He's saying, but not everyone grabs the word. Not everybody applies the word. Not everybody believes the word to be powerful. Not everybody believes that the word that God has spoken to us is for us and that we are able to take it and apply it to our lives. To some of us, it's just words. But to hear means to grab that word. It means to believe it. It means you believe it's true. It means you believe it's going to work. It means it believes that when you take that word and you start to plant it, something is going to happen. So God's word is full of creative power. It is alive. And God says that seed will always produce after its kind and so if we would start to grab that word and plant it like a seed something is going to happen so I want to give you an example I had this friend who was busting for me to come over to his place because he wanted to show me something he invited me for lunch, but lunch was put aside. He said, you've got to come out the back and you've got to see what's going on. So he takes me out the back of his backyard and he's got these, this foam box. You know those white foam boxes you get from the fruit store? He's got one of those foam boxes and, and he's growing tomatoes in it. Tomatoes this tall and fruit-like size of rock melons. And I looked at it and I thought, my gosh, this man has never gardened in his life. But if he can garden and if he can get tomatoes like that, then I can do it, right? So so I went and I went to the fruit store and I got one of those foam boxes, right? I went home, I got some dirt, I threw it in the box, right? And I started watering that dirt and watering that dirt and watering that dirt for weeks, right? But nothing grew. (laughs) Now you might laugh, right? But I didn't plant the seeds if you don't plant a seed, nothing is going to grow, right? Right? But I'm just saying this to you because we we are believing for God to do something in our lives, right? And we're expecting God to do something, but we're not planting the seeds, Right? right? We're not planting a seed. And if you're not planting a seed, nothing's going to grow. But then that 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 soil that was in that box ended up being like cement. It was like clay. And so it wasn't very good soil. So nothing would have grown in it anyway. And so God talks about having the right soil. And, And when he talks about the right soil, he's talking about your heart condition. Your heart has got to be the right soil for God's word to go in and for God's word to take root. And so, you know, like, like God is saying to me, you know, you hear the word and he says it takes. It takes head knowledge, like we hear the word, and it's head knowledge. And head knowledge doesn't produce any fruit. He says you've got to keep hearing that word. You've got to keep speaking that word. You've got to keep believing that word. And that word is going to grow from head knowledge into heart knowledge. He says it's going to drop from your head into your heart. And once it drops into your heart, it's going to start getting like a little root on it. And that root is going to start growing in your heart. And then when the storms come... And the, the the Holy Spirit is going to rise up a standard against the enemy, and that word that word will get you through. And so God is showing me, like how powerful His word is, if we would dare to grab His word and start to believe it. And so I have been doing gardening. I don't know why I'm like this garden gnome person at the moment, <laughs> because I've locked down, obviously. Anyway, I, I put some seeds in my garden, right? And and they were in there like over two weeks. I I had good soil. I fertilised the ground, you know. I put that manure in and and then I put the seeds in and then I watered those seeds. And, And like week after week and two weeks later, there was still nothing there. So I got a little spade and I went out into the garden and I dug up that little seed, right, trying to find out why it wasn't growing, right. And when I dug it up, I noticed it had a little root. And I thought, oh, wow, that seed is now going to be set back or that seed is now going to die, right? But again, God shows me this is us with the word of God. You know, we speak the word of God. We, we say we believe the word of God, you know. But if we don't see something like like by tomorrow, right, we think it's not working, right? And, and so we dig up that word with doubt and unbelief and, and anxiety and in fear. And, and then God says to me, you know, you've got to plant that seed again for it to grow. And, and so, you know god's word and seed time and harvest time and that the natural people when god was sharing this scripture with them they knew that there are seasons there are seasons when you when you sow and there are seasons when you reap and they know there's a natural law there's a natural law where you have to plant the seed and you have to wait there has to be sun there has to be wind there has to be um you know no digging up the, the seed for things to happen But we, we plant that seed and we expect to harvest instantly. But God does not always do instantly. Even with the word of God, God does not always do instantly, but I know he can do miracles, right? And so when you're a baby Christian, it's like God allows you to pray and see an answer quickly. Have you noticed that? When you're a baby Christian, You get answers very quickly. Well, I I feel like God lets baby Christians get answers quickly because it's like he's thrown out a fishing line and when we see the answers, we get hooked, right, and we get reeled in. And so, like, if you want your prayers answered, find a baby Christian, get them to pray with you because they seem to get the answers to their prayers so quickly, right? Yeah? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just stirring you tonight. I'm just trying to make sure nobody sleeps in the church tonight, right? (laughs) So, but, you know, God's word is powerful and God's word will start to work in our lives. But there is that natural law that cannot be changed. A farmer, when he wants a crop or a harvest, he has to plant in the right season. He has to plant months before he wants to harvest. There has to be rain and there has to be heat and there has to be the right season. There has to be no digging up the seed. And the farmer fully believes when he's planted a seed that he's going to get a harvest. And I sort of feel like, do we, when we plant the word of God, do we really believe that we're going to get a harvest? And so God works in us when we get born again. He takes us from one degree of glory to the next. He grows us, right? And so Jesus, he commanded the disciples in Matthew 10 verse 8, He commands disciples to go out, to cast out demons, to heal the sick and raise the dead. And so when I heard that scripture, God started to put a seed in my heart that we were to go out, cast out demons, heal the sick and raise the dead. But the first thing God had to do that we had to learn was to cast out demons, right? Before we can heal the sick and before we can raise the dead. So God started to put that seed in my heart and I started to believe that seed. I started to meditate on that word and I started to meditate on the word that God has called us to go out and cast out demons. And then a little while later, God says to me, okay, (laughs) Anne-Marie, I'm going to try. You know, He doesn't say like, God doesn't tell us we're going to go through tests but all of a sudden I knew that something was happening. God says, I want you to clean out your house. I said, God, what are you talking about? I'll just clean my house. He says, no, no, I want you to clean out your house spiritually. He says, because people who lived here have been doing seances, have been doing Ouija board. He says, you need to clean out your house spiritually. So I said, okay, I know that I can cast out demons. And so, okay, when everybody was out that night, I remember I started to bind the enemy and I started to command him to get out of my house, right? Next minute, every light in the house went out right? I walked to the front door and I looked outside and everybody else's light was on and I thought, okay, okay, God, I, I'm leaving this. I'm going to bed. I'll finish this in the morning, right? So what had happened, I'd started to believe the word of God, but there was, the word of God wasn't yet having seed in my life. It hadn't grown yet. And so when I tried to stand on that word, it, it wasn't working in my life. And, and so I didn't get any harvest. I, I didn't get any fruit from that, and so I kept believing the word of God. I kept speaking the word of God, and so God took me on a journey, and He kept telling me that He's given me power and authority over the demons and over over sickness and over disease. And but God wanted me to heed that word, to believe that word. I mean, as if as if God would, uh, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't heed it. I couldn't believe it. As if God would give us authority to cast out demons. That was hard for me to grab. But as I walked on with God, I started to believe that word more and more. And what about fear? You know, in this hour, how many people are walking in fear? But the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear in Romans 8 verse 15. But he's given us a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. So God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Sorry, that's 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. In Romans 8 verse 15 he says, You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. See, I don't know, a lot of people walk around in fear. And especially in this day, people are walking around in fear. And fear robs you of power it binds you. It restricts you. It makes you powerless, and most of most people are living in fear, and fear is the opposite of faith. So the word of God that was sown, but we don't heed it. We don't take it. We be- don't believe it. And so I used to live in total fear, fear that I was going to lose everything I had, fear of darkness, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of people. And I remember I, I was living in the house alone. And at night time I would not sleep because I had so much fear. But God started to say to me, I have not given you a spirit of fear. I have not given you a spirit of fear. And God started to say in Psalm 4 verse 8 that God's people can lay down in peace at night and sleep while he watches over them. And so I kept speaking those words and speaking those words. So what I actually was doing, I was watering the word of God. I, I was speaking that word. I was watering it and I was watering it. And, and night after night, I would just continually speak that. And then one day, eventually, I realised that that spirit of fear had gone. And so we need to keep watering the word of God. We need to keep believing that word of God. So I go back to the garden. I noticed that weeds keep on growing. I notice that I don't plant seeds for weeds, but the weeds keep on growing, and, and I don't have to fertilize them. I don't have to water them. I don't have to protect them, but I do notice when I'm putting in like something like beans or something like lettuce, I have to water them. I have to protect them. I, I have to keep watch over them. I have to fertilize them, you know. And so the word says that that the the seed gets planted, but you don't get the harvest until the little. A bit of green comes up and then the the cob comes up and then you get the harvest. And so what I've noticed in my garden, like all of a sudden a little seed will start to grow. but Then a slug comes and eats that seed or a pest comes and eats that seed. And that's us with the word of God. The word of God starts to grow in our lives and something starts to happen. But then the enemy comes or some little thing comes to steal that word. And, And so an example of that is like this lady who was bedridden, who'd injured her back, her husband called the church and said, look, can someone come out and pray for my wife? My wife has injured her back. She's been in bed for over two weeks. I am sick and tired of looking after the kids. I'm sick and tired of doing the cooking. I'm sick and tired of of having to look after everything. Can someone please come and pray for my wife, right? So I, I was sent over to go and pray for his wife. She, she was bedridden. She couldn't even get out of bed to go to the bathroom. And I remember sharing the word of God with her and I remember praying for her. But when I pray, I keep my eyes open, right? And I'm praying over her and I'm watching her. And as I'm praying and commanding her body to be healed and commanding her back to be healed, next minute this lady starts to sit up in bed And I can hear the enemy saying, what's she doing? She can't get up. And then I I keep praying. I keep speaking to her back and commanding her back to be strengthened, commanding her spine to go into the right place. Next minute, this lady gets up off the bed and she's dancing around the room, right? Now, I would say this lady was totally healed. Wouldn't you? Yeah? Yeah. And so this lady walked around for two weeks totally healed. But then one day, these little thoughts came. These little birds, these little grubs, the, the something came and started taking that word away. Something came and started to say to her, no, nah, no, nah, you, you got a pain. That prayer didn't work. You know, you know, it's, it's going bad. You better go lay down because you're losing your healing. That lady didn't get in control of those thoughts, didn't stop those things that were coming. in. And next minute, that lady was lying down in bed again. And she'd lost her healing. And that's how Satan works with us. I see people get miraculously healed by the power of God. But the enemy comes to steal the word away. The enemy comes to steal the truth away. And he takes the healing because they don't stand there on the word of God. And so God says to me, you know... We've got to keep reading the Word of God. We've got to keep putting in the Word of God. We've got to keep putting in the Word of God. Keep putting in that Word of God and keep believing that Word and keep standing on that Word and keep watering it. And don't be moved by what you're seeing and don't be moved by what's happening in the natural. Don't let the weeds choke the Word. Don't let the fear choke the Word. Don't let the anxiety choke the Word. You know, like even in my garden, when I'm out there starting to garden, I dig up the trenches to put the seeds in and there the birds are sitting on the fence. It's like they're waiting for me to put the seed in the ground so they can come and take the seed out. And so that's how the enemy is, right? And as soon as we start speaking the word of God, as soon as we start believing the word of God, the enemy comes and he tries tries to make us not believe that the word of God is going to work in our lives. So Colossians 1 verse 29 says, To this end I labor, striving according to his mighty power, which works in me mightily. God's mighty power works in us mightily. God's word works in us. And so we need to grab that. We need to believe that God's word is working in us mightily. And we need to plant that word and we need to keep planting that word and keep watering that word. And keep believing that God's mighty power works in us mightily. See, you have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. You are of the kingdom of God. This is not your permanent address. You have been translated into the kingdom of God. And whatever Jesus speaks in his word, we need to grab it and we need to believe it. You are being trained for kingdom reigning. You know, you've been given authority to use his word to to know your kingdom rights and authority. And so in this world, nothing stays the same. Everything is changing, but God's word will never change. God's word is eternal. The Bible says that the word is an incorruptible seed. In 1 Peter 1 verse 23, it says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, even the word of God, which lives and abides forever. See, God's word is eternal. God's word is seed, and it is full of life, and it is full of power, and it endures forever. So when it is sent out, it will do what it's been sent out to do. So there's never a problem with the seed. There's never a problem with the word of God. The problem is the soil that it's getting planted in. If, if we are using the word of God, and it's going into, into unfertile ground, if it's going into rocky ground, if it's going into to where the weeds are, you know, the word of God is not going to grow the word of God is not going to get root the word of God is going to be choked by by the weeds and so God is telling us that we got to get our hearts right so that word of God will grow in our hearts and so that it will get root and so that the enemy cannot steal it in Hebrews it tells us that God's word is alive it tells us it is active it tells us that it's sharper than a two edged sword It just needs to be planted in good soil. Hebrews 4 says the word of God is alive. The Jordan translation says it is alive with energy. Another translation says it's alive and full of energy. And Moffat's translation says it's a living thing and it's active. The 20th century translation says it's living in active power. So God's word is living in active power. It's alive and it's able to change situations it's able to turn things around but the thing is we have to believe that word we have to hear that word we have to grab that word and we have to start planting it and sowing and watering it and, and nurturing it and looking after it and, and standing there until that seed grows see no seed grows overnight no seed grows overnight and so storms are going to come in our lives and I heard this story about this man who took his sons in a boat and the captain took the boat out into the river and while they do some fishing and after fishing a storm came and the storm started washing into the boat and the water came so bad that it went through the motor and the motor stopped in the boat and next minute the the captain is running to his, his um phone or whatever it is in the boat that they use and he's calling for help he's saying mayday mayday you know and somebody answers and says "Uh you know yeah and he says "Uh, we're sinking we're sinking and he tells them where where they are And so the the people on the other end said, we will be there in 20 minutes. The captain says, "We we will be under the water in three minutes. And the captain is panicking. And the father of the children says, have you got any life jackets? And the captain says, yes, we got life jackets. And so the father puts the life jackets on his sons and he throws his sons out of the boat. And the captain says, why did you throw them out of the boat? the father says, I've seen the movies and the boats go down. And when the boats go down, that causes the water to go in a swirl and it pulls everybody down. And so he said, I've thrown my boys overboard and I know they can swim and they can make it to land. And then the captain says, but I can't swim. And the father says, well, I know how to teach people how to swim, but I haven't got time to teach you now. But the moral of the story is we will go through storms. And we could possibly be in a boat that's going down. But you can't learn to swim in the last minute. You need to get that word of God in you now. You need to get that word of God so established in your life now that no matter what happens, you will not go under. You will swim. You will stand there and and you will know that that you know that you're going to make it to the other side. So I'm just going to end there. I just really feel like... We hear the word of God but we don't really hear the word of God. God is saying that his word is powerful and he's saying that his word will work in the life of any believer who would dare to grab it. He's saying this is the most important parable. If you can understand this, that the sower sows the seed... The sower is the Lord God Almighty, and the seed is the word of God. And he's saying the sower sows that seed, and he scatters it, and he's saying he who has ears to hear, hear what the Lord is saying. And he's saying according to the measure that you hear, According to the measure that you receive, that is the measure that is going to be measured back to you. So God is challenging us to hear his word, to receive his word, and and he's saying to the measure that you hear it, that's the measure that's going to come back into your life. So what measure are you hearing the word of God? To what measure are you hearing the word of God? If you only hear it a little bit, if you only believe it a little bit, you're only going to get a little bit. He says if, if, if you put it in good soil and you water it and you believe it and stand on it, you're going to get 30, 60 or cent, cent, 100% return. And I don't know about you guys, I want 100% return in Jesus' name. You know, when you're at school, you know, you can sit in the back of the classroom and you can muck up all year. You cannot do your homework, but where, as soon as the teacher says tests are coming tomorrow, I guarantee that each one of the students will go home and cram that night like never before. You'll hit that word and they'll, they'll just keep studying that word and they miraculously pass those exams. But God's word's not like that. We need to get God's word in us now and get ready for the storm in Jesus' name. So I just want to pray i don't know i feel like there's people out there who've been struggling there are people out there who are are walking in fear in this hour but i want to say to you god is able to set you free from that fear and god is able to bring you through the storm whatever storm you're facing and i feel the challenge tonight is is to find the word that you need for your circumstance And and the challenge tonight is, is for you to believe that word is for you. And the challenge tonight is for you to believe that if you grab that word of God and you start to plant it now and you start to water it and you start to water it and you start to water it, that means you meditate on it. You meditate on it and you start to thank God for the answer. I will guarantee that you will get a harvest because God's word will never come back void. So if that's you tonight, just place your hand on your heart. If you need that miracle tonight, just place your hand on your heart and just say, God, forgive me for worrying. Forgive me for being anxious. Forgive me for doubting your word, Father God. Forgive me for not believing that your word is for me right now, Lord God. Father, forgive me. And Father, tonight I grab that word and Lord God, I, I grab that word and I plant that word, Father God. And Father, I'm going to keep standing on that word. And I'm going to keep meditating on that word. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for the return, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that that fear has to go in Jesus' name i thank you lord that that sickness has to go in jesus name i thank you lord god that you are the god who who meets all our needs according to your riches and glory i thank you lord god that that every sickness has to bow at the name of jesus i thank you lord god that you've given us authority over the enemy that our world has been turned around that we are not of the kingdom of darkness but we are, are of your kingdom And Lord God, we are learning to rule and reign as kingdom kids. So Father, I pray right now for everybody that is needing a miracle, Lord God. I pray right now, Lord God, you're a miracle working God. I pray right now, Lord God, that you, Father God, will just fall afresh on these hearts, Father God, that are crying out to you, Lord God. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will fall by your power, Lord God. And Lord God, that that seed would start to grow and they would start to thank you for the seed, Father God, for the harvest, Father God. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that your word will not come back void. In Jesus' name, amen. mm oh.